0: hey Connor hey Connor um I oh you know we kind of were just saying that there's so much stuff to talk about and then it's like you hit play and it's like wow where do we begin
1: uh that's a good question man that's a very good question uh it it does feel like we are at the end of uh of a long road kind of
0: would you say like the end of a path almost
1: yes the the end of the end of a path almost i do think that is apt um or maybe just just one part of the path because i do think you know maybe maybe the path will go on but um yeah this is a this is a milestone to say the least in 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 dune um in the great story of dune
0: yes and the great story of dune dudes Yes. Yes. The, the, perhaps the even greater story of Doom Dudes.
1: Some would say. Some would say it is the, the 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 greater piece of uh, of of drama, you know. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people would say that if they had to. Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh, oh shit! What am I? Oh, my keyboard. You okay? Where's, my keyboard's right here. Um. Yeah. I, I just I covered my keyboard with a piece of paper, and I immediately got scared that my keyboard was missing. Oh,
0: gotcha! But it was here. <laughs> you're, you're you're like a baby. Like you don't have yes. object permanence. Yes. You just exactly. had n- no idea where it was. That's yeah. how
1: that's how my brain works. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Uh,
1: okay. Connor, how have you been? Uh, you know, dealing with the end of this this book, which I know has not been, you know, has has not been been the easiest one to get through for you.
0: No, it has not been. Um, and like you said. I think we should just, you know, state it plainly, of course, but we finished God Emperor of Dune.
1: We did. We we finished it. We're, We're done, done with the book. We are done. Yep. And although, you know, Children of Dune wrapped up the Dune trilogy, as they say, uh, this does feel like it wraps up the, the, I I, I guess the, the, Straggling, kind of effects of the first um, part of the series. You know, it it kind of feels because uh, you know, obviously, Leto is is the holdover here um, mm-hmm. from from the original kind of trilogy, uh, and it seems like his story has uh, has been wrapped up here. And so there is a sadness that comes up. Maybe that. it seems <laughs> yes. like his story has been wrapped up. <laughs> Uh yeah, so it to to me it does come with a a bit of a sadness that um. You know the the person that it, that is it, it is directly linked to the original main character is, you know, maybe their time is through.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. It. It does. It does leave us in a strange place because even after finishing the first three books i remember one of the 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 feelings i was left with was like you know thinking that it would feel like the closing of a trilogy and actually um feeling like that there were enough plot threads dangling that um you know it does conclude the story it's telling just like all these books do but that it, it left more um open and um, and ambiguous than the first book or Messiah ever did. You know, yeah, I think Dune and Messiah, even though they both still have more story that could be told, feels like they they end their own like narrative mm. where where children of Dune, um, again, does end the story in its book. But, like, the ending of that story necessitates, like, more to it. Like, it feels yes. like Children of Dune ends, but, like, it can't just end. Like, Children of no. Dune always needed God Emperor. But, like, you could read Dune and be perfectly fine. Or yeah. you could even read Dune and read Messiah, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And accept Messiah as an ending, uh-huh. you know? um, You'd obviously be missing out on some really great stuff in Children of Dune, but, um, but I, I think that they conclude more satisfactorily. So all I'm trying to say is I hear you mm. that, that this really feels like it's, it's putting the end on this journey that started four books ago now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really wild that, uh, yeah, we've, We've read four dune books
0: we we have read four dune books. we can say that that's we've read four of them.
1: That's a lot of book.
0: yeah yeah I mean uh considering you know this this time last year, we were just starting the first dune book that should also be mentioned so we're we're slow readers yeah. because you know this is this has to be done in in chunks through the nature of the podcast and also I'm just a, a naturally slow reader um,
1: similarly to being a slow drinker
0: uh I guess you know you I take, take my sweet time, time. I, t- I take my time with these things but um yeah this is this kind of marks our 1 year anniversary of dune dudes as well which I think we yeah. should
1: we mention. it's definitely worth mentioning yeah um it doesn't feel real that we've been doing this for a year no what else have we done consistently for a year together What like what other thing have have we done like week the, in week out
0: the last time we could say that we had done something together for a year i think we were still living in the same neighborhood together
1: yeah yeah i think that's totally you know? true yeah and it'd be
0: like oh maybe we were making dumb videos for a year yeah or maybe we were just You know, uh, watching Dragon Ball Z for a year, or you know, who knows something something not as active, but I, but yeah, I mean, even when we make music, you know, there's um, long breaks in between Mm -hmm. by by necessity by the virtue of us living in uh, separate places, but we have been consistent on this. We uh, so congrats to us.
1: Absolutely, yeah, we 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 deserve uh, pats on the back, you know. Yeah yeah i am proud of us and it's also just like a weird obviously this past year it's it's like pretty much weird because because uh the the one-year anniversary of dune dudes also marks the one-year anniversary of the pandemic
0: yeah pretty much you
1: know so that's like it's just a really weird fucked up thing that uh I don't know. It's 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 cool to have some sort of consistency in a year, which has otherwise like had had none, or or the only consistent yeah. things were you know just how terrible, right? Bad, things were. bad yeah. things.
0: Bad, 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 bad things. Um. Yeah. For sure. And even you know, I, there's plenty of posts. You know, um, plenty of of things you can find on social media where people will say like, uh, you know, they learned a new language. Or, <laughs> you know, yeah. or they, like, worked out and lost 100 pounds. Um, and there's to be fair, there's plenty of uh, things you can find on social media that say, like, hey, it's okay if all you did was survive because we're all, like, you know, in this together and, and processing it um, in, in a myriad of different ways, which is also completely true and completely valid. But I actually uh, really hold Dune Dudes kind of close to my heart now because it feels yeah. like it's, like at least one thing I can point to that's like, what what is different about myself and what you and I were doing before the pandemic? And like, it's, it's actually this, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like we've, we've kind of both motivated ourselves to, to, you know, to, to find like joy and escapism in, in literature again. And yeah, um, that's, Speaking for myself, you had been reading. You had been. You had been reading. Yeah, I mean, but 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 this was big for me.
1: No, I mean, it was big for me, too, because it it had still been a recent thing. You know, I I had kind of maybe picked up reading again maybe a month or two before we started doing Dune Dudes, which I guess was maybe one of the impetus, impetuses, uh, yeah, of, uh, you know, of like doing this thing in the first place. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's, it's that, that has, as I said, kind of in our, uh, our new year's episode of Irregular Radio, and I still, it's, it still is the truth, you know, it, it's, it's brought a lot of great joy to me as, is uh, being able to, uh, have, have, you know, reading as an, a, as, as, a as an outlet, you know, diving into these, these great worlds of fiction. And I feel like Frank Herbert for all of his, flaws and weird, uh, fucked up kind of characteristics, uh, you know, that, that he has, um, he has created a really, a really rich and like just, just, just like really fun universe to, uh, to explore. And, and so that's, that's been a huge, a huge help in uh, thru- throughout the last year
0: totally and so so here we sit you know you and I in our official licensed mm. Dune Dudes merch
1: yes absolutely our,
0: our, our two Dune dude sweaters yeah. sitting here like fucking Dune Doofuses
1: it's only right it's only right
0: you want to uh, you want to sing this song one more time yep buddy
1: one last time. Here we go. Three, two, one, go.
0: God, God
2: emperor, Emperor
0: dude. One man man I I love. Stand Stand beside him him and guide him
1: him through the
0: golden path he's 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 chosen.
1: Towards, Towards the crown he said,
0: "For thousands years of leaders'
2: peace, one, one day it will we'll miss dip.
0: one day." God, God, emperor, emperor dude, dude, the, the worker man, we love. love.
1: Wow, what a classic! Yeah,
0: what an absolute yeah. classic! You you should feel good about that one. I. I was really uh, skeptical. I was, you know, you really turned the the theme song into something that was like small and kind of, you know, silly and tacky. And you you were like, you know what? It's going to be a song now, like a real song. We're
1: gonna, yeah, we're going to make it an actual song. But, I
0: I don't know if that's sticking around for well, the next one. But with we'll
1: that, see. with that, you know, it's it's in your hands now. You you that, are in charge right. of the of the next theme song.
0: Yeah. I it and it is an awesome responsibility. It let me is. tell you, I've been thinking about it. I've okay. kind of been uh, stewing over it. You sure. you, you have so. one week. Yes,
1: you have one week to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yep. Exciting. <laughs> I yeah. hope I don't let you down.
1: I I am super excited. I I don't think you could let me down. Um, you know, whatever <laughs> it ends up being, it it ends up being okay mm. where do we where do we let, let's see if begin? that's
0: how we let's see if that's how we feel about this ending <laughs> if yeah they couldn't let either of us down whatever yeah. it ends up being it ends up being huh let's
1: uh yeah let's 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 see what this our, our, our i
0: really are. We, so just like usual of course we're gonna go through this chapter by chapter but you know man i just got like what is this this ending was freaking crazy i gotta tell you it 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 I don't want to go into specifics, but I don't know. I just feel compelled to be like, it, it took, it, it went down paths that I, I did not expect. There were certain things that happened in this ending that really had me shaking my head as Uh, I was reading, uh. like mouth agape, like, um, one in particular that still really sticks with me. You were asking me like how 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 have has the ending like been sitting with me? Yeah, and I don't feel like it's been processed. I don't feel like I fully understand it. I have been looking forward to this discussion because you know of course we're kind of gonna like navigate this together. But um, the the ending leaves me like i feel like i stepped out of a washing machine that's <laughs> yeah, what it feels yeah, like yeah that's
1: that's a good it's a good description i i i do feel the same way
0: okay let's talk specifics huh instead of me just cryptically rambling like lido
1: time to get down to brass tacks
0: yes um okay so where we last left off Um, It was Leto and Hui's discussion with one another. Leto says that he will share his soul with her. And you and I predicted that that closeness, that joy that they're feeling is, you know, what was an omen, you know, was something that was foretelling their imminent tragedy, however it would befall them. Spoiler alert, it was tragic. It was tragic. <laughs> it, the bad thing did happen. um. But the very beginning of this section that we're discussing today for the ending, the, the first chapter, um, it starts with Duncan rock climbing. He's climbing up the wall. Um, I just... Real quick. Yeah. Real quick. I didn't go back and, like, check on anything or or look into this or whatever. And it doesn't, to me, didn't, like, take away from the ending. But I, I thought about this afterwards. Um. Okay. So the plan is that they're all going to climb up the fucking wall, right? And Duncan's, like, the best. And he's going to climb up first and throw down a rope and have them all come up, right? So they can be up there to ambush Lido. Yes. Didn't they get to Tuono by means of an ornithopter? Is that not still there? Mm. Like, did, like, cause all the fish speakers are still there. Yeah. Unless like one fish speaker was like, okay, see you later. And like, just flew back. Like they just got dropped off. I mean,
1: I mean, you know, that is a uh, definitely a possibility. I mean, maybe Monio was afraid that they would use it to leave and come back, and uh, but I, yeah, that's, it's that's true. It's definitely not not anything that was uh, set in stone or or written out in any way.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think by like just the events of the story that that Duncan is doing this, that the ornithopter must have left. It can't be there. No, you know. But I but like you're saying, I don't think I don't here's, think anything in the story like says like that it left. So thing, I was though. kind of like thinking about it and I'm like, wait.
1: <laughs> here's the thing. I I d you know, Frank Herbert obviously needed to have a chapter about Duncan climbing
0: the wall. Right, so Nayla could have an orgasm.
1: That's exactly it. That's that's the only reason that he he did this. <laughs> I
0: can't tell if you're joking. I swear to
1: god, that's what I think. <laughs> there, like what other reason do we have a whole chapter of of Duncan climbing a wall for other than it leads to Nayla having an orgasm because of it?
0: Yeah. I mean, he had it, that I- he
1: he must have had that idea and was like, "Okay, I'll just yeah, I'll like write a chapter of about him climbing a wall and throw some other stuff in there
0: and uh it'll end with this." I I guess the thing is, is that I, I don't, <laughs> I think it's a good chapter, you know, I, I think it is. it's like really well written. There's a lot of good stuff in there. there, there yeah. There's
1: a lot of good stuff in there. It's not just him climbing a wall, but it's, no, it's, it takes place entirely, you know, around him climbing this wall.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: it does. Yes. Yeah. There, there is a lot of tension. Um, I can't say that I join Nayla, um, in her ecstasy, but, um,
2: I, but, did. But, but I, I did, I did, it was like very it. messy.
0: Yeah. I, well, you, you had mentioned that before too, that, I mean, that's really the sole reason that you read it. So this, this yep. must've been a big chapter for you. Absolutely. As you mentioned. Um,
1: so big. <laughs>
0: gross. <laughs> We're going to talk about enough, you know, exploding worms today, man. I don't need to talk about yours. Okay. Fair enough. Herbert's really rubbed off on you. Yeah, more rubbed ways on, than one. Rubbed off on you. Yeah. One there we go. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, so he climbs up the fucking wall. Um. It does. I'm pretty sure this is the chapter because there's only like three chapters yeah. here, anyways. So, um. That that does kind of answer some of our questions from before, or. Like I remember the other thing last episode, I was saying, like, hey, doesn't it seem weird that they're gonna like order Nayla and bring her in on this plan? And then also like um why don't they just take the gun this and that? I I think that um in part of this flashback, um, Siona mentions like Nayla's strength, you know, like they wouldn't be able to, is kind of the thing. Yes, yep. So, you know Herbert puts some work into addressing that, which is i you know is cool. I like that um and and so it's like, okay, so right, so the characters decide they need to order Nayla, they believe that she'll follow through because she's you know also ordered by God to obey Siona so the 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 plan is more sound than what it felt like just a couple of chapters ago in the previous section. So I, I liked that this chapter accomplishes that too. You know, I felt like pretty good by the time we get to the next one um, about what's happening. Yeah.
1: One interesting thing though, to me is that, you know, even though she is bound to following Siona's orders, she still refused to give Nayla I mean, to give Siona her, 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 her laser gun. Yes. But she agreed to carry out uh the plan and
0: use it herself. Yes. Yeah, very true. Um. Yeah, because right, like couldn't or didn't anyways, like didn't Siona just order Nayla to give her the lasgun in the first place? Like Yeah, I mean I, I think um, it says
1: in here that, that she refused to give to, to give away her Lasgun. gun.
0: Yeah. So that, that does seem like a weird thing to add, but kind of like how you're saying that Duncan climbed a bunch of rocks specifically so Nayla could have an orgasm you know Herbert kind of writes this situation into place specifically so Nayla can be the one to pull the trigger there's a very
1: that's there's a very important reason why why Nayla is pulling the trigger um, yeah I really do believe that it it really really adds to her character. Um this I, I feel like it's the greatest payoff to who she is as a character. We'll get into that later, but um yeah it's yeah it, it honestly makes her one of the most interesting characters in the book um, to me at least uh, yeah it's it's uh it's it's a very uh tangled web, but it's been carefully constructed, I guess is is how I see it.
0: Yeah, even if some of it feels um, a little like jammed into place, you know, even if a piece wouldn't fit like perfectly, Herbert's like, well, it's what's happened. He makes it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And none of that. There are so many times in a story where that bothers me. But I I think that Herbert puts in enough work anyways, and, and the asks that he um asks of you or 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 like the the um the minor like logic leaps you feel as a reader you might have to make that he asks of you are small enough and feel like they're in service to the narrative enough that it's like okay you know you kind of just it's another thing that you just roll with Mm -hmm. you know um because it ends up making for a good story you know,
1: yeah, so. and I mean, they're, they're they're usually things like you know, with the with the ornithopter or whatever that you can you you can think about them on yourself and come to you know some sort of conclusion about why that happened or how it happened without it being explained yeah. to you. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. They're they're not super hard, you know, or super far stretches, but they are stretches. You know, they, N- it, yeah, it makes you do 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 a little bit of the work. Um, does, right, I mean. I- and, and and twist around in kind of maybe Ways that don't make Total sense
0: Yeah I mean I, I was really just trying to be cheeky Honestly a bit with ornithopter thing Because it's like it is true that the story Doesn't say that it's gone but like I think it's one of those Things that we even talked about In the first Dune book where it's, where it's like well You know Herbert Very recognizably does not explain these things Intentionally because like you're saying He kind of just counts on you To figure it out And so like I still think maybe it could have been clarified, like, sure. But it's not, like, one of those things where it's, like, I don't know. It's not a plot hole, you know? Like, it's just not there. So it's like, okay, so if it was there, then he wouldn't climb the wall, right? So it's not there. So that's kind of just all it is. But I really had to say it. I really had to. (laughs) It does feel like it'd be one of those things, like, you would, uh, you know, some fucking idiot would, would post one of those, like, annoying, uh, youtube videos with like a clickbait thumbnail whatever and it's like whoa 20 plot holes in god emperor of Dune. yeah where's yep. the ornithopter exactly duncan shouldn't have climbed the wall at all and it's like all right buddy you sure <laughs> that... really understand stories
1: i'm sure that sort of thing exists uh somewhere out there
0: um yeah well i'm i'm glad i'm not uh my fear of spoilers has kept me pretty far away from any dune material online yeah. so I've been spared of that so far. Once, once the fucking new Dune movie comes out, I'm sure that'll be all over the
1: place. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. That'll be Boy. very interesting to see yeah. a slew of normies, oh, you know, God give us their input.
0: Yeah. Not not like us. We've been no. on this fucking Dune train since the beginning.
1: Since the very beginning. <laughs> since... <sighs> the sleeper right. just awakened last year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly. We've only had so much time.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know. Um, what uh, what else in this uh, chapter, if anything? There, there, kind of are. Uh, I'm sure plenty of pieces that we can comment on. Is there anything you want to focus on here?
1: Um, it's, it's it is just interesting, you know, having uh, kind of them all working together, mm-hmm. um. And it just it it, it it does kind of make you think how funny it is to have you know the these museum fremen working with them to you know um, assassinate the god emperor unbeknownst to them you know yeah um and you know we we get more camaraderie between siona and duncan um and even though it, it is it is strange you know. Uh, Nalo's attraction to Duncan. Um, it's it's just interesting, I guess, and and and, and it adds more to her her character and and you know her saying that you know she knows uh, he is he is for Siona. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the way it's written is unorthodox, but yeah. The strange thing would be if she wasn't attracted to him, right? Cause like That that's true. Yes. I isn't mean, every fish speaker supposed to like Exactly.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, they're they're like bred to be attracted to this one person. Yeah. Um which is pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool chapter and then, you know, Nayla doesn't have is is a uh, you know, she doesn't really have her uh breakdown yet. No,
0: yeah, that's that's so coming. It's,
1: it's but it's coming, and it's it is. Yeah, it's getting there. Um, yeah, I, I. What what did you want to uh, to to pick up on in this in this one?
0: Uh, the only other thing I can think of it comes towards the end of this chapter too, um, <clears throat> but like Duncan has to push himself so hard like so to the edge of his abilities to climb this wall it feels like it really causes him to like look inwards and we get this line when he's thinking about Leto and he says to himself I will defeat you Leto I will defeat you for myself not for we, but only for myself um, and so like this has been something that's you know been building throughout duncan's story as well and um i think we talked about this in the last the last section too um but i i feel like this is like really duncan getting a, his his like final chance in the book to like kind of um uh I don't know, like give his mission statement almost or, or like show that I feel like I've used this term a lot for Duncan because Duncan's always going from like Gola to person now these days, but he's like self actualized. Yes. Again. Yes. You know?
1: Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's self actualization in, in a different way. Um,
0: right. So instead of going from like Gola to, duncan he is duncan but now he's like separating himself even from From the the other duncan yes yeah like he's become his own i think that's true completely unique duncan
1: yeah and yeah i i i I think we're we're led to believe that that has not happened before uh in the same way yeah in the same way um yeah and it's it, it is very interesting like thinking about how many variations of duncan we've seen um because like like yeah, this this one, you know, he's not a a mentat, not a Zensuni wanderer. Uh, he, you know, he's he's just Duncan in this really precarious situation, driven to this extreme. Mm-hmm. Um and and so that that is very interesting to me. Um and you know, even if he may be backwards and kind of maybe our uh kind of Old school character to kind of push back against these uh, conservative philosophies for you know the, the time this was put out. Um, I, I I do like this Duncan as a character and as a unique character, not and not just another Duncan. <laughs> um, and then one other thing that I wanted to mention too, that is just a, this is just a, a footnote, but um, when they're talking about the wall and uh, what's over the wall and stuff. Uh, you know, Duncan's talking to Garen, and, and 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 he says that he's never seen over the wall. You know, he's presumably lived in this museum for him in town, that, you know, Tuono his entire life. Yeah. As, you know, he mentions, I don't know if it's this chapter later on, that his great-grandfather uh, was there the last time the god-emperor came to town. Right. Um, so he's he's been there for his entire life. He's never looked over that wall. And when Duncan asks him why, he just, like, shrugs. Yeah, like, like that's how stagnant they are, you know. Like, like that's how just apathetic they are to the to to everything, and and you know, they they don't even look for a frontier to explore, as as Duncan would put it. True. Um, so I thought that said a lot.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. They've been completely stripped of any desire to explore or or push their uh, boundaries. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, and so we, you know, we we have Duncan kind of leading them on this first step, you know, to that new frontier that it seems like is going to continue in a pretty big way. Yes. That we'll also be talking about, but um, so there's there's a lot going on there too. Uh, before we go on to our next chapter, then I, I just want to say, um, my when we were just talking about Duncan and we were like, oh well, presumably the other Duncans haven't felt the way that that this one does when he, he declares that he will be defeating Lido for himself. Um, and my knee jerk reaction was to be like, yeah, but could it not also be that every Duncan has gone through that process? You know, like we have also kind of been told when they, when they get to that point to try and assassinate Leto, but he's just the first one to be successful.
1: Well, yeah, so I think um, it's a combination. I think every Duncan, or most Duncans, or at least a good chunk of Duncans. Yeah, the Chunkin. Up, the, the Chunkin of the Duncans um, end up getting to a point where they want to defeat Leto. We're not really aware of all of their previous intentions, you know, or, or thought processes. Um, but for this one, there has been a push kind of to let us know that this guy is acting differently than, than the other Duncans. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm led to believe it is a, it's a combination of, you know, kind of, this is just his, his natural kind of evolution, you know, but also these these new circumstances that he's he's been mourning into lead him to um something greater than before. So I think it's a combination. I I I don't think it's ever been quite like uh the 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 way he's looking at it right now. But, you know, I, of course, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um but a lot of these things that that are happening in this you know, last section are these are like circumstances and conditions that or rather the, these are actions that have been set in motion repeatedly over the course of a long 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 time they keep on happening and they're set in place by Lido himself um and it's not until these the that the, the circumstances and conditions are just right that they they work mm-hmm. but the, like these have, these plans have been set into motion for a long 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 time but it's not until now um that they that that the puzzle piece is actually fit i guess um, yeah and so yeah there's there's a lot of that because like you know i'm sure the 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 uh, you know the atreides um you know person who he tested before Monio, you know you know felt the same way but the conditions are we're we're not right for true rebellion for for a true comeuppance, and so, you know, on to the next one, on to the next one, until eventually, we see what happens here.
0: Yeah, yeah, true that.
1: And same with with, with the Duncans. And that's actually you know, we were kind of like. Remember when when there was like the, the kind of Monio mystery, you know, he mentioned his past and 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 we're like, well, is he a Gola? Is he something else? Yes. And he's not. He's just Moneo, but he's a long he, he's he's one in a very long line of Atreides that have been tested uh, for this very specific purpose. And that's very similar to 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 to, to <clears throat> Duncan's, you know? Yes, they're being tested in their own way. And they keep on failing, um, so so yeah. There, there's there, there's definitely a parallel there, even though he he's not a Gola, mm-hmm. um, but kind of bred for similar
0: purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone kind of has their their role that they are are made to fit into this plan. Um. All right, <clears throat> are you are you good to talk about the uh, next chapter? Yes, sir. Okay, because uh, this should be the one just before, you know, the one. Oh boy. So, um. I, I like um I like this journal entry at the beginning of the chapter. I was just looking through it. Me too. Um Leto says, What am I eliminating? Uh the bourgeois infatuation with peaceful conservation of the past. This is a binding force, a thing which holds humankind into one vulnerable unit in spite of illusionary separations across parsecs of space. <clears throat> If I can find the scattered bits, others can find them. When you are together, you can share a common catastrophe. You can be exterminated together. Thus, I demonstrate the terrible danger of a gliding, passionless mediocrity, a movement without ambitions or aims. I show you that entire civilizations can do this thing. I give you eons of life, which slips gently toward death without fuss or stirring, without even asking why. I show you the false happiness and the shadow catastrophe called Leto, the God-Emperor. Now will you learn the real happiness. I, um... I want to call attention to that quickly, because it, it feels like it's another thing that, um... Especially here at the end, kind of allows, like, a lot of the themes to coalesce together. Um... And it's it's not even necessarily discussing anything new, just the way that it discusses it, I, I think, um... At least for me, made made things feel a bit more clear again in like Leto's aims with the Golden Path. Um, I don't know. Is there anything you'd want to like comment on about that, or, yeah, or have I mean, anything you'd like to say?
1: Absolutely. I I think you're you're absolutely right. This does kind of uh, embolden a lot of the things that you know Leto has been trying to teach us this entire time. And one of the things that I actually have have really, really loved about um Dune since the very beginning, um, that is kind of just highlighted and on the forefront here, which is kind of this this um like love of life, this de this, this zest for life. Um which here looks like well this is what happens if you, you know, don't have ambition if you don't um you know constantly evolve and aim for better uh if if you let yourself stagnate um if humanity you know uh goes through the great stagnation which is pretty much what his reign is um you know it 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 leads to death like like that's 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 death you know and like that's always that really has always been like uh something in the back of my mind like you know um like what i'm doing you know i i I, it's it's kind of in service to like the like the 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 linked chain like that you're a part of in 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 this life you know like you gotta uh keep it going you know you gotta you gotta try and find that that new frontier um do that new thing and if you fail it's not there it's it's doesn't even matter you just have to keep on um continuing that great human tradition of innovation and experimentation and uh you know adventure i guess mm-hmm. um and i think that's that's really the great intention here is to you know bring curiosity and excitement and adventure back to humanity and uh you know make that such a vital part of their existence that they never let themselves you know rest on their laurels again um because this is what happens
0: yeah you'll get taken advantage of by a giant worm man yeah obviously no that was really well said i don't have anything to add um you know, just that, um, uh, shit. I, well, I was going to say something. Uh, I'm just trying to think, uh, what was it though?
1: and while while you think about that i i I want to also say you know in this part too it's it's uh you know I give you eons of life which slips gently toward death without fuss or stirring without even asking why. I think that's also a big part of it is you know uh, lido is a proponent of kind of the the question everything kind of um uh mantra like healthy consistent skepticism about uh, of of people that are in power or in you know humanity and life in general i think is another thing that is very very uh important to the golden path
0: yes yeah it is i mean one thing that has been clear uh pretty much the whole time is that leto wants to create um independent free thinking humans yes and he he decides to go about that by crushing and subduing that very thing into such submission that um you know that that flame will never go out again yep Yep. uh something else that we we will get back to when we kind of wrap up our our whole discussion at the end of this i'm sure um but uh yeah, I guess whatever I had to say probably didn't uh, probably didn't matter too much. I, I think that everything that you said was was really well spoken. So let's just keep it at that and keep it moving. Um, so uh, the the whole peregrination, the whole uh,
1: I like when you say the word. I, I could never say it. For the yeah.
0: it, it's fun to say and i think once i'm done reading this book i'll probably never say it again yeah i'll be like pregnation yeah it's, it's uh so might as well get it out now it's
1: one i'd be happy to never read again on a on a page ever
0: yeah um you know something about it uh but yeah so they're all they're all um about to start the very last leg of their journey um they are. Uh, I think it's like just before dawn, and Monio says they'll be there by noon. So they're really just hours away at this point. Yeah. Um. And you know, Monio is is still uh pretty on edge for the most part, trying to keep it together. Um. There's actually a pretty funny scene i don't always think that dune is funny it's definitely capable of humor but i thought this scene actually has some some real humor some real levity to it uh which i was surprised to find at the very end of this novel but like where um you know leto kind of gets fed up with with Monio, and Monio is like oh runs into the tent and then like 2 seconds later like everyone is like out of the tent yeah, like what's yeah, going on what's yeah. what's happening what's this and that what's and then hui comes out and she's like oh lord uh or not lord love you know monio says you're angry like she's like making fun of him you know um i don't know this this like dynamic between uh like a, a fully involved hui and um, a fully open and in love, Lido, and like this, still like bumbling ball of anxiety with Monio, actually works really well. Like we only yeah, get it so. in this one chapter, and then never again. It's you a know? fun dynamic. But...
1: And I I love too when was uh, like, "Oh, so you guys are friends now?"
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> they, yeah, like there's, you know, I I think Monio like fully accepts. And respects um you know Hui in this moment. Yeah.
1: And then she says we are friends of the stomach, we both like yogurt.
0: Yes, Which yeah.
1: Hilarious.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, lines like that. Yeah. Um I, I I don't know. But I mean that's that's all part of it, right? That's all part of being human. Yeah. Is to uh, have those stupid, goofy moments too. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely.
1: Um, and 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 Lito realizes that too. You know, that's that's his shit. And and you know, Hui turns him around in an instant yeah and and you know leto nails it once once when he comes back you know and says in in the time of the stomach friendships of the stomach are to be nurtured and cultivated (laughs) which is like just like a fun cute thing to say like um yeah yeah i i i totally agree with you there i think uh i think that this this is a fun little chapter
2: yeah
0: And then it ends, you know, Leto has another good line. I'm sure you recall it. But he says to Hui, between the superhuman and the inhuman, I have had little space in which to be human. I thank you, gentle and lovely Hui, for this little space. And so, you know, similarly, just like you're saying, the characters kind of recognize this too. You know, they have this, um, just this moment together to be human. Even Leto gets to feel like included in this, um, weird little pocket of, uh, The the celebration of humanity in a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 sweet. It's uh maybe the last sweet moment he uh he will experience.
0: Yeah. Um the the last one he experiences I'd say is bittersweet.
1: Bittersweet, yes. (laughs) That's that's
0: true. What's that word when something's sweet but something bitter kinda happens? Well,
1: I, I I I think first it's sour, then it's sweet. So if then you, they're gone. If, if you reverse it, yeah, then it's no longer a sour patch kid.
0: Yeah, weird. I would I would never uh, wish that fate upon any sour patch kid. No, <laughs> like reverse <laughs> existence to, to be unborn <laughs> as yeah, a sour that patch kid. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what what's worse, what that sour patch kid would hypothetically go through, or what Leto goes through. You
2: think?
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 a toss up. It it yeah. really is a true toss up.
0: There's some weird similarities, but, I mean, like, Leto has um, some some kind of version of that, as he... Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Let, we're on the chapter. You want to talk about this last chapter?
1: I do. I'm just kind of looking through this one, because, just to make sure there's nothing else I want to bring up. But sure. I don't, think, I don't think there is, but it's just a lovely chapter, and it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, it makes me, like, wish we had more chapters like this. Yeah. You know? Even though there there are a good handful of like you know fun kind of slice of life chapters between Monio and Lido and Duncan and so like we have that but uh but yeah I it's it it makes you feel its absence too you know
0: yeah it does
1: but yeah I think, yeah, that's I think it. I think that's it.
0: The only other thing for me is just you know the the conversation that Monio and Lido have that 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 causes um, Leto to make Monio think he's angry and, like, cause all the stirring is, uh, you know, Leto, like, pushing him more and more to, to try and self-actualize, just yes. like Duncan, yep. you know? And he has this line, he says, take charge of your own existence, Monio," which we get another, like, kind of sweet payoff.
1: Yeah, we do. It, we do in the next chapter
0: mm-hmm. um so you know there it it that's that's been another like constant thread in uh leto's poking and prodding of monio um to try and get him to think for himself yep. essentially and yep. uh t- to not have to depend on leto even though you know again like leto's kind of created him to be that way as well so um but but when all these things come to a head uh it's it's really the make or break moment. You know, does Leto's plan work? And that's yeah. what we'll be getting to very shortly. Yes. Just prior to that, just before, um we we get Nayla um thinking to herself, ruminating on what she's about to do um Nela and siona and duncan and the fish speakers and garen and the other uh museum fremen everyone's up at the top of the wall now and they're all on the other side of this bridge and slowly but surely um, the characters see for what I may say, the the last time the peregrination as it, it makes its its slow um, approach, and so the plan is when they begin to cross the bridge, um, the the fish speakers and uh, the the fremen will kind of slow down the approach, so everyone kind of stops on the bridge. Naila's going to pull the trigger and destroy the bridge. Everyone's going to fall their deaths into the river. That's the plan. Um. So, f- so first off, actually, because <laughs> last chapter we were talking about, like, what might this assassination attempt look like? Or, you know, I don't know if I said last chapter, last, last section, last yeah, episode, yep. whatever. Um, and we were discussing water, of course. We mentioned some Slime Time Live shenanigans. Yes. Yeah. We don't quite get that. Um, The thing that stands out to me that we, of course, are going to be discussing um, any second now, not to not to keep building up the the tension here as well, but um, is that everything I was considering and thinking about for this assassination attempt was focused solely on Leto. Mm -hmm. and not once did i consider that they would just be like well what if we killed everyone yeah what if just everyone died like i don't think that's their plan like that's not their goal you know i think if they felt like they could safely and reliably kill only leto that they would do that yep but they seem to think that the the only surefire way to really do it is to trap everyone and just ensure that leto goes down with them too yes Um, but, but I bring that up because it, I felt so much more conflicted about it than I thought, you know, like if this was just going to be a straight up assassination attempt against the God Emperor, you know, that's one thing, whether or not you kind of come to understand his point of view or you sympathize with him or not, you know, um, you can understand why they'd want to kill him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can kind of debate the accuracy of the word I'm about to use. Um, because, you know, sometimes just proximity to a person is, is guilt in a way. But I think a lot of innocent people go down with Leto here at the end, too.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, innocent is such an interesting word, you know? I mean, it's like, we, we do kind of talk about Nazis, you know, who followed Hitler's plan as a, you know, well, they're not innocent either. And this is, like, super different because, like, they were not born into nazism you know that happened within their lifetimes you know what i mean um so it is different it, and I, I i i do feel like these people are at least more innocent because this is literally all they've ever known you know and uh yeah yeah they they died they they died before their time but also they died in service to a cause they believed in and lived for fully. So yeah. Um, it makes me think they would maybe be happy, you know, to die that way. The fish speakers, at least the fish speakers, at least, which is super, fun the,
0: though. the, uh, all the, uh, the people of like the court, and whatever. I kind of imagine like a bunch of fat nobles, you know, yeah. just yeah, kind of like uh, blood sucking parasites on the, on the periphery, yeah, I'm sure they're clinging to their lives to the the bitter end.
1: But, yeah, it's um, probably true.
0: But anyways, so so sure enough, you know, N- Nayla is sitting there, and she before she pulls the trigger we, and we, does all the shit we yeah, were just talking about.
1: This is this is her her great crisis
0: of conscience. Yes, right. Which which we also predicted would happen. I I wasn't really sure how it would play out, but I like the way that she. Grapples with it here.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too.
0: She ultimately decides that it must be a test. You know, she's like, "I can't defy an order," and so it has to be a test. Yeah, and God is going to perform a miracle. Exactly. Like,
1: I know. What What other option does she have? Like, what other tool in her toolbox can she pull out to justify that? You know? Yeah. It's and that's the brilliant thing about it is, you know, Leto knew that this was the person for this job. If this were to happen, this is the person who would do it because she is so feverishly devoted to him Mm -hmm. and would never, even if her entire body, her entire being is screaming at her to, to stop or to not do the thing that she's about to do, she will do it anyways because she's been ordered to by her by her god Mm -hmm. um and so yeah this 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 crisis moment here is it's such a great it's 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 really great writing um it really is and uh yeah she eventually talks herself into doing it you know there's there's no other way for her
2: yeah
0: yeah there were there were two things that i liked about that a lot one is that it brings back the the test um belief within her you know i remember that chapter probably like midway through the book or so where um Nayla is brought before the god emperor again um and i I still love that line where like leto could almost see like a fucking flashing like vegas style sign above her head that said like test the ultimate test yes yes, you know like um and so we we get a good payoff for that moment and for that understanding of Nayla's character you know that she really is so single minded and and so um you know devout that uh just like you're saying she can't fathom of, of any other uh possibility and so that's how she steals herself for it and so the second thing is um is that she's really used as this tool, ultimately, um, and is, is, you know, Leto mentions this before, too, and, and has plenty of scenes, like, railing against the religion that he creates, but, you know, like, Nail is also, like, the ultimate product of uh, the religion of Leto, you know, and, like, we were just saying that what Leto ultimately wants for all of humanity is to be, you know, open, free-thinking, independent, autonomous individuals. Yes. And Nayla is literally the opposite of all of those words. Yep. Like, she yep. is uh, essentially a machine, you yeah. know, for all yeah. intents and purposes. Yeah. She might as yeah. well have been fucking created piece by piece by Pro- Leto.
1: Programmed to the, to you know, to the letter by Leto himself. Yeah
0: really yeah so um like her just like you're saying too and it's like i i feel like um tragedy necessitates or 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 needs like innocence in order for it to work like if the people who are getting their comeuppance are guilty then there is no tragedy and yet i feel there is a certain tragedy in nayla's End. not not her like very end which we'll also get to but like you know this arc of her character um i can't help but feel bad for her in a way of that course. she has been tricked into you know being the the one to destroy the very thing that she loves you know yeah
1: i know she, she I know. does it with
0: such you know, commitment and and earnestness that it almost feels like fooling a child, you know? Where like you know better and you know that you can like manipulate them in in ways that um uh you know can be just so wrong because you have such a advantage over them in, in in so many ways. That it, it is wrong to make them do these things. Like, it yeah. feels wrong to make Nayla be the one to do this. Absol- you know? Yeah,
1: it does, absolutely. I mean, she doesn't have autonomy, you know? She 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 has no... I mean, yeah, it's, it's... Yeah, this is the ultimate kind of railing against, you know, religious fervor and, like, groupthink, you know? Like, this is ultimately what it leads to you know and uh yeah i i uh it's 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 absolutely tragic it really is i mean she is she is wholly innocent you know in in her world in 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 her world and everything she's known she is you know the model citizen in in leto's empire right Mm -hmm. uh man but um but yeah, that leads to her demise and the demise of of more, you know, innocent people, right? You know, using that word, you know, lightly, of course. But uh, yeah, and and I mean, we will get to this later too. But uh, but this also cements her playing a major role in history. You know, she she yeah. is not forgotten.
0: No, she's not. She ends up having a very interesting legacy you know one that she would uh resent with yep. her last breath yeah absolutely um, but yeah it is you know we we keep saying innocent i guess that's the thing it's like but up to this moment you know i really didn't have a lot of sympathy for nayla um and i it, it's one of those things like we as readers also kind of know better you know, like, in terms of, like, just understanding the plot and knowing what Nayla has done, the things that she has probably done, too, like, in service to Toledo, being a fish speaker. Um, I'm sure she isn't innocent, right? She probably has plenty of crimes to course, pay for. Of course. We know, you, you know, that she's been commanded to, like, torture and, yep. and flog and all yep. that. Like, I mean, um, she
1: isn't she the one that that almost went too far with the uh yes, yeah. yeah yeah right yeah
0: right so she has like very real blood on her hands but i it's more like it's a testament to herbert's like authorship in this moment that yeah. that even though i know those things and even though i don't even really like Nayla that much or, or didn't um you know that because she's the one who's made to do this thing it really made me pause and and think about um You know, I I guess just the real weight of, um, you know, her being deceived to to such a degree um, that it it really just, uh, yeah, felt hard to read. You know, knowing knowing what was about to happen and seeing her not know it. You know, feeling her uncertainty, but seeing her not know it while we knew it was like pull the trigger, like just do it.
1: I know for real. And, like, it also goes back to, you know, what Lito had said earlier in the book about truth, you know, it, it, and about how it's so malleable mm. and how it really is different to everybody and reality is different to everybody because, yeah, she's, she's living with her truth, you know, but it's, it's to everybody else, to us, you know, on the outside, to Duncan and to Siona and to Neo, Mo- even if he doesn't admit it to himself, it's the dirtiest lie ever the dirtiest Mm -hmm. lie ever told you know the worst crime ever perpetrated uh on the human race um but to her she is serving her truth Mm -hmm. unquestioningly um so now we are just we are just after an hour in uh you want to take a minute or two and i'm gonna i'm gonna go pee get some more water and uh we can and it will resume and this is right... I mean, we are right on the edge of of this big moment, so I think we should do it now before we... Uh, that sounds get, good. We'll we get there.
0: We'll take a quick break, and then we'll discuss what happens after Nayla pulls the trigger. Yes.
1: All right. Be
0: right back. Action. So Nayla pulls the trigger.
1: She does. Yes, she does, against every fiber of her being.
0: And...
1: We flash to the the crew. The God Emperor crew. Yes. Making their way to the bridge. Yep. Monio especially is uh still having a rough day.
0: He is. Having a hard time. Um This almost felt like watching the Titanic or sink. Mm-hmm. The the Titanic sink or something, because yeah. uh there's that moment where Monio sees Duncan and Siona and then like sees, um, the fish speakers and the, the Fremen on the middle of the bridge. And like, he knows something's up, you know? And he, he turns to try and say something to Leto. Like, you know, did you order this like welcoming crew or, you know, but like Leto still just has his fucking shield door closed. Um, what's up? You're
2: not going to be done for an hour,
0: you said? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. What are we going to do for dinner? Cook or order. Alright, well, if I take too long and you don't want to cook and just choose to order, then, um, we'll do Modern Love and you can get me, uh, mac and cheese with Buffalo Seitan. Okay, I'll order again. So that's what we're going to do? That's... Well, you're not going to help me. I'm tired. Alright, I know. I mean, I, w- I wish I could help.
2: You could help.
0: No, no, I can't. <laughs> Damn. No, no, no. I, I no, I only wish that I could. But I, you know, we started There's this. Cauliflower Come on.
1: I want cauliflower.
0: Cauliflower is good. You, you would like it. I know I wouldn't because I got the cauliflower on accident one time.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, was not good.
0: Um, no, I mean, it no. wasn't bad, it's just right. you know, not for me, not for me, anyways. Um, oh, right, but so like Monio knows something's up, but Leto just doesn't respond, you know, he stays in his little uh shell, and Monio's like, uh eh, well, I'm not stopping this whole thing, you know, we're still going. Um, but he, he marches right into what he kind of suspects. It is a trap i'd
1: say yeah i i th- i think he i think he can feel it i think he can feel it in his bones and we go through this uh very strange inner monologue that he
0: has yes yeah where, where he's uh singing a song to himself
1: yeah and and even before that you know he 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 does it, it is kind of like sort of an epiphany moment or a realization um well i'll i'll just you know I'll read it we are not people passing this way he thought we are primal elements linking one piece of time to another and when we have passed everything behind us will drop off into no sound a place like the no room of the ixians yet never again the same as it was before we came um so i i just feel like all of his kind of anxieties and thoughts and the lessons Lido is trying to teach him like everything's like swirling around in his head Mm -hmm. at this moment and i feel like he is kind of paralyzed by that you know um yeah and that and then yeah he, he 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 does hum a song to himself at the end um and it's it's very you know not morbid but you know, it's, it's okay. This is over. This is, this is going to be the end. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, 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 he does feel this, this in his bones. And then we, we, we forgot to, to talk about too in, uh, I think the previous chapter, um, you know, him looking over the the, the edge of the cliff or whatever. Right. Oh um, yes. And, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and that's kind of ominous. Um, and it's never explicitly stated, you know, obviously we have, visions of uh, what he had to do to Malky obviously that's still uh eating at him but also I, I feel like there is a, a, a an unsaid feeling of well I could jump and I could end it all right now mm-hmm. um and I, feel, I think Lido knows that too um and that that plays into kind of their their discussion in the last chapter um but yeah, I mean that's just kind of the the space that Monio's head is at right now.
0: Totally, yeah, you're right, and with what you were referencing in the previous chapter, Monio, isn't it that Monio can't even bring himself to look over the edge? Like he thinks the pole Maybe, would yeah. be so strong uh-huh. that he would jump. Yeah, like yeah. almost in the same way that uh, Lido feels like he can't really um, dive into his memories, or you, mm. you know, he can't really like. Uh, can't really, you know, like bring himself too close to these temptations or else he may deviate from the golden path fully. Yes. And like Monio seems to have that moment too, that like that, like the siren song of him killing himself would be more powerful than his will to serve the golden path. Yeah. And so like he, he can't even, he can't even, you know, be in the vicinity of something that would allow him to do it, to do that. So, you're right. Like, Munio has sort of had a death wish for a long time. You think so. And he's been putting one foot in front of the other, you know, for Siona's sake, for Leto's sake. Um, But he's been, like, he's probably been, you know, waiting for the sweet release of death since the first time we met him. Yeah. You know, even I, before the events of the book.
1: I agree, <laughs> yeah. This entire book, you know, he's been run ragged and pushed to his limits. I mean... I think the first I, I think the first time we we see him come and, um, you know serve Lido we he's he's on on pins and needles because of you know the 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 worm coming out so yes uh yeah I mean this life of his has been you know nothing but stress and uh you know serving this person god creature who he doesn't totally understand mhm yeah and he's the closest you know person to the 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 man he serves you know and he doesn't understand him um but Lito understands Monio perfectly you know and so it's yeah he i think he's just just deeply tired And he knows he is, you know, part like he's part of the past that needs to die for the golden path to succeed, you know. And so so I guess this is him, him, him walking onto the bridge like that is is like him looking over the cliff, you know, because he you know, he's 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 just walking into his end.
0: True. And, and you're right, you know, given his, his reflection, his, his inner thoughts, we are not people passing this way, the section you read, um, it does seem like he knows exactly what's happening and that he chooses to go forward, like completely accepting yeah. his, his fate or, or welcoming it even given what we just talked about. So, um, yeah. Um, I, I like that, I mean, like, we knew that all this stuff was happening, you know, th- th- this chapter does a lot of build-up, and it is kind of funny that, like, it, it, it does, like, a tension build to Nayla pulling the trigger, and then she pulls the trigger, and then it cuts to, like, just before that happens anyways. Yeah, yep. To show us the events leading up to that from the other perspective. And so it feels like the tension is ramping up again, and it's like... You know, holy shit, like all this stuff is culminating right here. Um, it it really... Even though we knew that the gun was already fired, technically, this still felt jarring to me when it cuts from Monio's thoughts to the bridge collapsing.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And it,
0: it really felt like such a herbism to... Mm-hmm. Have that like immediate breakthrough of like life or death uh danger, you know, like yeah, yeah, it's... Monia was humming a song to himself, and then everyone's dying, and there's like yeah. no real transition to that happening, yeah,
1: no it's it's like slow motion then all of a sudden it just starts going at full speed again, and yeah. and everything is falling apart. And, and even, you know, uh, it reads, uh, this is not happening. His mind told him Yeah. right after he for, you know, heard the humming of the last gun. Um, so it's, it's, it's like, it's, it is similar to Nayla, where it's intuitively he, he, he knows what he's walking into Mm -hmm. his, his body language says it, his thoughts are saying it subtly, you know? his his inaction is saying it but he's not admitting it to himself. Yeah. Until it actually happens. Yeah. And uh that's that's fascinating, you know. That like he uh, he 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 can't acknowledge it until it's too late for him to stop it.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean because otherwise um you know, it really needs to be like this point of no return too. Because yeah. otherwise, you know, they they would try and walk it back yep. given their their nature. Um, so it needs to be like this, the the finality of it to, to trigger these things. And, yep. you know, um, Lito's also discussed the, uh, like almost like consciousness expanding effect of death, which is why it's so wrapped up into the golden path as a whole, you know, to inflict like galaxy wide death on the people to, to give them this epiphany and so um you know monio kind of has that within himself seeing all of this go down i like that we start to see this um this uh calamity kind of unfold through monio's eyes at first um because it does put a really good capstone on on his character, on his arc, um, I kind of forget if the, this probably was part of like a prophecy that we had heard before. Even if it wasn't, it's pretty clear that that's what Monio is referencing. But when Mon or when uh, Naela fires another shot at the cart to destroy the um, the suspensors, golden smoke starts emitting from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when Monio is like, "Oh, you know, it's the the golden smoke." Like, some, you know, part of some foretold thing from the Golden Path. um, And that kind of, like, triggers this whole, um, this, like, cascade of understanding inside of yes. Monia. Where it finally, you know, it feels like he finally understands and completely accepts and embodies Leto's plan. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. Yeah, Lito's, but only at the last second. Leto's words wound through his mind on a path of golden smoke. Caution is the path to mediocrity. Gliding, passionless mediocrity is all that most people think they can achieve. And, uh, yeah. Then, you know, his his last words are Leto, Cyanok, I believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cyanok gets brought back. Yep. yep.
1: Yeah. As he falls to his death.
0: Yeah, I think he he seems to get a lot of closure in that moment because everything that's happening. You know, even though to Nayla she's not going to perceive it this way, but I think to Monio this does appear to be a miracle in some ways. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, like the reference to the golden smoke and everything. Like even though he knows too that everyone's about to die. He also knows that it's the necessary end to the successful outcome of the golden path. Exactly. And so, like, Monio feels like he, you know, in some small way, he's a part of um, this conclusion that that breeds, you know, the uh, the newness of humanity that they've been trying to achieve for thousands of years now. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he... It doesn't seem like anything is, um, what is it, like, you know, I think part of what keeps him going previously, even though he he really is, right, so, like, beaten down, really does long for for death in this sick kind of way, um, you know, he needs to stay alive to ensure that things go the way that they need to go, or else, you know, I think to Monio his life would be meaningless, you know. If the Golden Path failed, then there was no point. to his life. Yep. But in this very last moment, like he sees the Golden Smoke and to him, that's a sign that the Golden Path is successful and that he doesn't have to worry about Siona anymore either. Because yeah. Because yep, if that's true. true, it's like a domino effect. And it's like, okay, so like, I think that tells him that Siona and Duncan are going to be together and, and steward the golden path into the future, you know.
1: They are, you know, unwittingly playing into the plan.
0: Right. Um, which which we also suspected. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Monio doesn't view this as a tragedy. Um it's
1: it's yeah, it's 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 like the greatest it's a revelation. It's yeah. It's a revelation. It's the greatest relief and the greatest release for him. You know, it's 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 him le- just letting go of everything and and knowing that you know the universe will be in good hands. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So I I liked that end for Monio. Um, I was really sad when he died. I think I think that I can say that Monio was my favorite character in this book. Yeah. Um And so in some ways I'm happy because like I I knew even before this that he did. Um, kind of have that that death wish we've talked about that so i do i do think that um the best end for him is actually exactly what happened he gets yeah. everything that he wants and then immediately dies yeah like yeah that's the best ending for him I, um, I agree but i couldn't help but feel sad about his death too you know that there there's still so many things that are denied to him you know he never could have a real relationship with his daughter you know yeah. he never could um i don't know explore or enjoy the uh the things that so many other humans of the future are now poised to uh to celebrate and enjoy themselves but he he plays such a crucial role in making that happen um that's just part of the sacrifice that that comes along with it yeah so
1: yeah Yep. Yeah, I know. Um he he was a great character and it it is I I I too was sad um that he had to go, but um it it was a great death. And you know, he he played a crucial role in uh in The Golden Path. And I'm glad that he was that all of his hard work was validated before he died, yes I think that that uh that that definitely makes it a uh more of a sweet death than a bittersweet death um for him
0: yeah that that's definitely the crucial thing is that he's able to witness it and see the the evidence of their success just before he goes, yeah yeah so, exactly. so he can yep. he can go with um, you know, no, no reservations. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got a great, uh, a great character
0: arc. Let's talk about Quee's Death, which happens directly afterwards, uh, with much less, um, focus or fanfare to it, but I, I still think it's, uh, pretty powerful and continues to say a lot about her character as well. Um, she really only gets a chance to say one thing she says to leto i shall go on ahead love um and she says it you know very calmly she's not panicked um she's not reluctant she also seems to be very accepting of this i think for different reasons um i think it's just in her nature
1: that's exactly it I, I think however her death would have happened, she would have accepted it with grace,
0: yeah, but um but yeah, I know that that's that's exactly it, and so she uh she goes, she dies, she falls um of course, lido is experiencing um uh incredible agony, emotional agony, and soon physical agony. Um and, and so this is also kind of like the last horrible band aid that needs to be ripped off, you yeah, know, like yeah. this is also ending in a a kind of success for him. But in order to get there, he needs to go through this, this last trial by fire. Or trial by water, am I right? <laughs> yeah, for real. Um So yeah leto falls into the water he does um and of course it's awful um you know i herbert does a pretty good job of um trying to write like the impossible uh pain that leto is experiencing um of his body being, like, ripped apart, his skin uh, animating, like, all the sand trout and just uh, rocketing out of him. Like, uh, so it's bad. It's pretty bad. It's very bad. And after all the sand trout shoot off of him and, um, you know, go off into the water... You know, ready to restart the spice cycle and all that. Leto is dumped onto this uh, rocky shore where he scrambles away from the water just with, like, worm muscle memory. And he comes to rest in this cave. Which I think is... A, don't they say it's the... uh It was a part of C.H. Tabir? Hap-
1: yep, it happens to be C.H. still Stilgar's yep. realm. Yes. Also... The place where all of Leto's spice had been concealed.
0: Yes, yes. It is the the layer of the spice horde. Um So Lido's just there dying. And, and Nayla drops down from the rope. Nayla drops down from the rope. Um She is you know, probably horrified at what she's done, but we don't really get an opportunity to see that. No, we don't. <laughs> um, Because Duncan and Siona come down right away, just after her. Duncan is furious that Hui is dead. Um, blames it blames all on Nayla, right? Blames it all on Nayla. Yep. Uh, in in this really deranged way. I mean, he's obviously grieving, um, and it's just being expressed through horrible rage. Yes. So he's not thinking logically, um, but of course. It's not Nayla's fault. I I guess that's probably part of what has Duncan so fucked up, is that I, I think, you know, he recognizes his responsibility oh, yeah. in Hue's death. He knows either. Um, and just can't, can't handle it. And so, of course, all the blame is dumped on the one who pulled the trigger. Which I think is what you were saying is we would come back to. That it's important that Nayla was the one yeah. to actually do the shooting.
1: I mean... I feel like in his mind, he knew there was a distinct possibility that this could kill Hui as well. You'd and, have to, and I then, think, and that's why he makes a purposeful, you know, attempt at saying, "I'm doing this for me, not for Hui." He, mm-hmm. he tries to put her out of his mind entirely. Does not work.
0: Good point. Very true. Um Duncan goes to uh take the the lasgun from uh from Nayla. Nayla's too fucking boss. She's too strong. Just pushes Duncan aside like he's fucking nothing. Yep. But in Nayla's scramble and single-mindedness focusing on the the health and safety of the God Emperor, uh when she gets down on all fours crawling to him, Duncan just does it again. Jasku takes it straight from the holster. And in what has to be one of the most visceral, violent descriptions in all of Dune thus far, um, Nayla only has, like, a fucking second to try and process everything that's about to happen. She (laughs) turns around. And Duncan... lasers her in half starting from the head the head down just completely bisects her the piece of slumping apart yes the slumping yeah never never before have I read such an effective use of the word slump and then he just keeps shooting until it's either disintegrated or left as like wet piles of meat it's pretty much exactly just, how it's just written. A blind rage, she's yeah. In a blind rage. Yeah, she's literally turned into a pulp. Uh, this description was so evocative and effective. It even made me rethink how las guns must work. It's it's talked about how it like, and I think this is mentioned during the bridge scene too. But that it shoots in like this arc too. I've been thinking of like Star Wars. It's just like a straight line, you know? But this description sounds almost like um uh like like napalm or something like in the Vietnam war where you would just have this pack of fucking superheated plasma whatever the fuck, you know. Like it's it's it is a laser, right? It's like a las gun, yeah. but like it's it's not like a nice clean Star Wars no, laser that goes
1: It's also explosive.
0: Yeah. It's like this super heated, uh, you know, plasma, um, semi-solid fucking thing that just, and it runs out too. Like I can imagine in the scene, like the arc getting smaller and smaller until it's like, you're at the end of a squirt gun, just still pulling the trigger, you know, like just, yeah, essentially nothing's coming out. Um, so I, this was a, a pretty. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this scene except like this scene stuck with me. Like when I th- when I think about the ending, and when I when I am going to think about the ending in the future, I think I can safely say this is the moment actually that I'll be returning to. Yeah, not the bridge collapse, and not Monio's revelation, and not Leto finally. You know ridding himself of uh, the fucking sand trout not none of that it's nayla getting completely fucking obliterated by duncan in this cave
1: yeah yeah it's it it, it it's it's very brutal and it is um described very well and very vividly um but also you know similarly. To how Monio was ready to die I mean I, I, I can't imagine the horror Nayla would have lived in if she did survive this after she had done that to her god emperor so yeah although the the means were terrible horrid for Duncan to do such a brutal thing um I, I think she needed, she really needed to die. Yeah. During this.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a kind of messed up Mercy because she would have almost definitely just killed herself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Yes. Yep. Um. I mean, unless she could warp her mind into thinking that, you know, uh, Leto, in a way, Leto does kind of perform his miracle. You know? He does. I mean, he does. And, uh,
1: I think the only way to do that for her would be to show her the golden path somehow, but I don't think that was possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um so anyways, right. <laughs> Siona doesn't even really bat an eye either by the way, like No. There's there's no real moment where she's like, "Duncan, what are you doing?" Yeah. You know, like, "Duncan, stop." She kind of just lets it happen. I strategically by the way, because the line is something like, you know, oh, the moment she was waiting for it was for Duncan to, like, run out of fuel or ammo or whatever. Because I think Duncan was in such a blind rage that she recognizes he probably would have shot at anything that tried to stop him. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so I don't think she really has the luxury of, um, you know, trying to do anything about Nayla at that point or, or even show her emotions. Um, but she you know doesn't seem to hold it against him at all uh just you know kind of comforts him at the end you know his his rage subsides into this kind of pathetic um uh collapse almost you know he's 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 emptied himself totally of everything you know
2: yeah
0: um and, you know, it's at this point, now that that's wrapped up, and now that old Nayla's out of the way, we we get to refocus on Leto one last time. Um. And Duncan, Siona, and Leto have a brief conversation, and then we get a rather lengthy description of, like, Leto's own mind as it
1: yeah folds in on itself
0: yeah really um uh, is there anything you'd like to say um Um, i I don't know just in general
1: (laughs) yeah i mean you know his how how he looks here is described a little bit with uh, you know he, he 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 can't even imagine what they saw, Lita. I mean uh, Duncan and, and Siona. His sand trout skin is gone, and. He, he, you know his there there's a surface like pocked with with holes, cilia holes, yeah, from the departed sand trout, and, uh so it's it it really leaves a lot to the imagination. Just just how disfigured he looks in this moment. But I, I I really am, like, picturing, I mean, something really fucked up, barely, I mean, kind of, like, you look at it and, like, you're like, how is that thing even still conscious, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, it must be, I was also thinking of something, like, really gross, almost, I know you haven't played these games, but almost like a mutated Resident Evil mm. villain, where they're just, yeah. like, a mess of, like, flesh- just yeah, just a fucking horrible sight to behold, yeah, no he's I mean he was kind of gross before, but now he's just um yeah like repulsive and, yeah and, and, and sad, you know yeah yep. just uh <laughs> this this completely um limp heaving freaking flesh blob. You know? Waiting to die in this dank cave.
1: Yeah, and it's it's kind of like the thing where they say if you cut a chicken's head off, it's like still conscious for a little bit, you know. Yeah, and I mean this is pretty much what's happening to Lido now. He's he's having his last moments of sentience.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and and with those last moments, um let's let's focus on their conversation quickly first. It's short um so lido's experiencing such pain that his vision is just described as like flames, you know, yeah. and he kind of just sees shapes form in and out of them. Siona he sees as a demon, and he he calls her Han Um, look at what you've done to poor Duncan, Leto says. Um, he'll find other loves. How callous she sounded, an echo of his own angry youth. You don't know what it is to love, he said. What have you ever given? Um, I don't know. This just says a lot about, where Leto's at, like, of course he's thinking about love, you know, he just lost we, but also he equates, and, you know, out of all the things that like Leto says that were like, um, you know, this is kind of just like word salad or, you know, like this is, this is just like kind of like, um, holier than thou pontificating or whatever. Like, I think this, it's not the whole truth, but I think this is like a astute line on Lito's part, you know, uh, that to love is to give. Yeah. Is what he's yeah, saying. Yep, you know?
1: Yep. You're right. You're absolutely
0: right. Um, and, and so Lito of course is also calling attention to like what he considers to be the 3,500 years of giving that he's done for humanity. It's
1: all in love.
0: Yes. Right, because he loves humanity. And he devoted his horrible worm life to giving everything he could in his mind um, so that humanity could survive and prosper after he's gone. And so, it's right, it's not just about Hui in this moment. It's about everything he's done and everything he's given for mankind so he sees it. Um, And Siona is... You know, in 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 this moment, just not uh, ready to see that fact. She's just still too angry. Yep. Um, but I, I like that exchange, that that they have, um. And so, like, Siona can't even really confront him. Can't even like look at him. Like, Leto's commanding her to look at him. Um, And he says, there's the difference between us. You are God embodied. You walk around within the greatest miracle of this universe, yet you refuse to touch or see or feel or believe in it. And that was another really interesting accusation, of course, that Leto, the God Emperor, is, um, you know, leveling this accusation at Siona, a, a mere mortal. Yeah. I mean, a pretty awesome mortal, no doubt. Sure. Freaking genetically engineered yeah. to be the best mortal she could be, but immortal. And Leto says, "It's you who are God. You know, you who have all these uh, opportunities afforded you. You know that that every human um, has the uh, the ability or the opportunity with which to experience the universe,
1: but you don't realize <laughs> how good you have it. You don't realize all the all the possibilities that are." Surrounding you,
0: yes. Um, another obviously big thing in the book is you know all Leto has these amazing abilities, but also just constantly laments the uh, the loss of his humanity too. You know that there are so many things that he can no longer do that he's had to sacrifice in order to be the worm he's become. Yep. Um. I think the, the last thing that Leto says, um, they they kind of try to wrap up, um, and they do it pretty quick, like what the future might look like. Um, Duncan's still upset about Hui, Leto says, my fish speakers will choose you over Siona, be kind to her Duncan, she is more than Atreides and she carries the seed of your survival. Um, you know, Leo's dying. Leo's dying. <laughs> uh, and
1: then for uh for which um, yeah, he he says to Duncan too. Um, let them scatter, let them run and hide anywhere they want, any universe they choose. Which I think he's referring to humans. Yeah. Now that Duncan's going to be, or they're they're going to look to Duncan for leadership.
0: Right. That that he feels confident at this point that um, that everything he's done can kind of be let go of and let loose in this moment, and you sort of just have to trust that the process will continue.
1: Yeah, and, and now this brings me back to my original idea of what the scattering was. You know, is it Lido scattering into Sandro or is it humans scattering into New Frontiers?
2: Yeah,
0: it seems like the answer could be either, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. they, they sort of mirror one another in they that don't. way. Yeah, um Lido says a bunch of shit. He tells them where the spice is. You yeah. know, it feels like some of these things are kind of wrapped up very quickly and very, with a little nice bow on them. Where's the spice? It's right over there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have at it. Um, they all happen uh, pretty quick, but um, I think there's two things in particular that I want to focus on. And unless I'm missing anything, which I certainly could be, but let's start with these things. So one Um, Leto says, I am here to prove one of my ancestors wrong. I was born a man, but I do not die a man. Um, now Leto has so many ancestors, of course. But I thought it was such a interesting thing to, like, call out or draw attention to.
2: Yeah.
0: Um... Do you have any thoughts on the ancestor that he might be trying to prove wrong in this instance? If it if, if it even is anyone we're aware of?
1: Um so I I don't know. I I mean there's I don't I don't feel like there is one obvious answer there. Um do you have any ideas?
0: I I agree that there's not any one obvious answer um but my first thought upon reading that was Paul was yeah. his father. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's the only one I could think of that as far as we know might fit the bill. Of course, he's had so many memory conversations with so many of his other uh, lives that um, I I think that's the beauty of keeping it ambiguous, that it doesn't have to be Paul. But we know what their conflict was in Children of Dune. Um, And we know that the preacher, at least at first, wanted Leto to not choose this path. You know, Paul wanted Leto to live as a man and, like, have that life for himself to not damn himself into becoming this thing, even if it meant that humanity would die. Yep. Um. But I kind of felt like this was Leto almost having, like, a last laugh. You yeah, know, and like really looking back and being like, well, you know, I, I did it, you know, that he even has the capability within himself to face his father in some form and be like, you know, here I am finally after these thousands of years. And I know you said it was a bad idea. I know you said I shouldn't do it, but you know, I'm here in this moment, in this time to say that I did and that I accomplished it. The thing that you ran away from and the thing that you wanted me to avoid as well, you know, and I've become something so much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would be that
1: I, I do think that um, that is the first thing that you think, you know, you do think of Paul when he says that before you think of anybody else. Um, and and I do agree that it's, it is left, ambiguous for a reason, but I do think that makes sense. And it does bring you back to that argument they have at um, you know, uh in the desert back in Children yeah. of Dune. And 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 Paul does um kind of recoil recoil in horror at what he's going to become. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, so I, I I do think that is probably what we're going for here. Um and you know, I think that's a pretty powerful interpretation. Uh, now it also brings up a question. You know, we we do ask ourselves, or have been asking ourselves a lot. Well, will it be worth it? Mm-hmm. Do the ends justify the means? Mm-hmm. What's the moral of the story? Um, and I mean, there is still not a clear answer. No, and. I don't know if we're going to get a clear answer. I think we'll know more. We'll, once we see the fallout, we'll know more, <laughs> you know?
0: We we can't keep moving the goalposts, Connor.
1: <laughs> uh, but You're right, uh, though. You're yeah, right. and I mean, at the very least, I think it's it has been worth it to Leto. Yeah. Leto does think of it as having been worth his while. Um but also it begs the question well would it have been better to let humanity die out naturally mm-hmm. instead of putting them through this you know torture for thousands of years i don't know you know that's that's a tough one that's a tough one
0: yeah i think at the very least we can safely say that Herbert doesn't think so. Mm-hmm. I think that... Um, I think that Leto is, is ultimately vindicated by the book. Um, and yeah, we'll see if any of that changes. But the feeling I'm left with at the end of God Emperor here is that... Um, that it was worth it. And part of the reason that I'm left with that feeling is we just have a little bit more to talk about in terms of the the events of the book. And I think Siona and Duncan stepping into their predetermined roles in spite of everything um, really really showcases that, really shows that... um, you know, even the characters kind of agree that the continuation of the golden path is, um, important, it seems.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and you're right. That we'll probably learn a lot more about what that means as we, uh, tackle the next book. But just in terms of what we know now, um, yeah i I think the characters feel that way. I'm gonna wait just a little bit until until we're done wrapping up this literal last chapter before I give my thoughts on that my final thoughts sure um so um so the other I said I had two things one was the ancestry thing and then the other one was uh Paul's or, well, now I'm saying Paul. (laughs) Leto's actual last words, which I feel like Leto had a lot of good, a lot of good lines he could have gone out on. And so I actually felt like his last words were kind of weird, you know? Like, it it felt like it could have been only fools prefer the past, yeah, you know? Like, Have him go out with a a bang. Um, But instead it feels like his last line is the delivery of exposition. You know? Um, He says, they can make the machines. Oh, this is in reference to, do not fear the Ixians, he says. So do not fear the Ixians. They can make the machines, but they no longer can make Arafel. I know. I was there. Um, you could say it's not like literally the last because he says, stop that foolishness. Like there's this clamor inside of him, he the, thinks the he voices, says the memory lives, right? He's, he really is losing his mind. He's, yeah. he's losing his identity, you know? Um, he, he's dying in a way that's inconceivable, you know? Um, so it's not exactly the last thing he goes out on, but it felt like a strange thing because it's essentially what seems to be the last thing he says because Idaho and Siona only hear a gasping hiss.
1: Yeah. I mean that, that is, that is the last thing he, he says. I mean,
0: um, I, I just want to mention, I mean, for the record, it's really not important. Well, and I think it's a very like foolish human thing to put such weight on someone's last words, you know, it is. I mean but, but in I, a
1: story. I I totally get that, you know, wanting <laughs> to have a good a good final line on this character who has you know, had so many great lines. That's one of his his biggest things is is the the lang- his language is his is his big thing, you know. Yeah. Um but I think that's actually kind of better or or more tragic or more interesting because you know literally his greatest fear is when he stops being able to have conversations and we watch him literally unravel over the course of like two pages he's like desperately clinging on to this thing onto the the like the one thing that he could like treasure over the the years and you know since he's unraveling he's making less and less sense and he has less and less control i i think it makes perfect sense that the last thing he says is you know kind of a uh, kind of more of a uh a hollowed out version of something he would normally say um yeah so, so i think that that all it's 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 part of what we're seeing here with him just being diminished
0: yeah uh I, that's some really good insight i I don't know. You you turned me around in the span of uh two seconds, man. <laughs> Cause you you're absolutely right. Um the fact that really the lat truly the last thing he does is to think he says something. Yeah. Um but then it, it, it can't actually be vocalized. Yeah, it's only you really again. He also yeah. has to face that fear. Yeah, you're absolutely um,
1: right. I mean and to be fair, he does he, he says a lot of cool shit while he is, you know, spinning out. Yeah. Uh I am the divided god and you make me whole. Uh he says to Duncan that he approves of him the most out of all the Duncans. Yeah. Says there's magic in his approval. And talks about how anything's possible in a magic universe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you must have loved that. That I really do. made me think of a friendly universe. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I I a love magic that shit. universe. Yeah. And it's I it's it's something that I definitely take to heart. Um mysterious and magical qualities that the universe holds and and then he he talks about how you know he only wants to increase its mysteries and not dispel them um yeah yeah i don't know uh so i think he does have a lot of great moments in in his death but uh but it it, it's more of an intentional fizzling
0: out yes yeah you're right um and that, that is a more interesting place to take the character, you know, to to obviously, you know, have Leto who was at the the height of his, his powers as what many people obviously literally perceived as a god to see yeah. him here um in this uh uh you know, completely um uh I don't know. D- destroyed form, yeah. Um, I don't know. You already chose the best words: diminished, unraveling. I mean, I completely spot on. I can't focus that any better than you already did. Um, it it is it is a very poignant end for him. Um, for for Duncan and Siona, you know, who barely even get a page to you know, to like wrap things up themselves, uh you know, in the in the wake of Leto's passing. Um Siona seems to go through a change of her own. And she says I'm the new Atreides right um leto or, or siona i'm gonna go back just a little bit further to give better context to this um what did he mean about your descendants hiding not finding them idaho asked he created a new kind of mimesis she said a new biological imitation he knew he had succeeded he could not see me in his futures what are you idaho demanded i'm the new atreides Atreides, it was a curse in Idaho's voice. I am different, but still I am what he was. The multitude is there, but I walk silently among them, and no one sees me. The old images are gone, and only the essence remains to light his golden path. Um. Even when I read that the first time, I didn't fully get what I was reading until the very end of this chapter because Duncan's still like, you know, there's one thing I don't get though. Like what's Arafel? What does that mean? And Siona says, that's the cloud darkness of Holy judgment. It's from an old story. You'll find it all in my journals. I think, In the wake of Leto's passing here, Siona is awakened as a sleeper as well. And in, in some fashion, somehow, the memory cells of the Atreides are within her. Like when a reverend mother passes and gives herself to the next as well. I mean, Siona claims the journals as her own, as Leto. Yes. And I think in some way, the memory self of Leto and the memory selves of all the Atreides are activated and yeah. live on within her.
1: I think that's right. Um, with, with one major difference, and this is the biggest revelation, I guess, that I kind of got um and then obviously it it's uh it's kind of uh in 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 the epilogue it's yeah it's kind of pushed forward a little bit too um she says she is different but she is still what he was and she says the multitude is there but i walk silently among them and no one sees me yes so similarly to how you know, Leto saw the golden path, but couldn't see her within it. There, you know, could could, o- could only see her absence. Um, could, couldn't place her within it. This was the whole point of the breeding program, right? Is to breed an Atreides that you're not able to see with prescience. Um, just to make them immune to that kind of torture and that kind of um you know in her inner war so she she won does not have the struggle within her because she is she was not you know raised on as much spice as Leto was, and also um other prescient beings cannot see cannot see them you know she, she 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 cannot be seen within the within the multitude um and so what i what i'm thinking is happening now is this that is the new atreides is all of her offspring i think are going to have the same um characteristic as she is and that's leto kind of you know um saving his ancestry from the future and from what he had to what he and paul had to endure i guess due to the nature of
0: prescience. So instead of like going through the the turmoil that like Aaliyah experienced in Children of Dune, you know, with the the memory cells yeah, yeah. vying for possession of the, the host. You think it's more like Siona can like observe them but, like, she she herself is almost, like, separate from it, right? Like, they're I think, not... Um... I
1: think so, yeah. And and I think um, Arafel and whatever the Ixians are doing, you know, I mean, um, I, I think there is something that's coming, right? There is some sort of threat from the Ixians that's coming. But she is... Or they They now have a defense against it because of this this new ability um or offshoot of of uh, prescience yeah um so yeah for for one they're not conflicted with prescience the same way that Leto and Paul were due to how arrakis has changed and how spice has changed you know there there is a hoarding of spice now, but it doesn't it's not you it know doesn't fill the atmosphere and when it comes back when the worms come back uh because of how different the worms will be it'll it'll be a much harder commodity to to um reel in so she doesn't have to worry about going on uh you know living that terrible purpose because of uh being locked into spice spice trance you know and also she's not going to be sus- uh, susceptible to other beings or maybe machines um, or, or people with prescience because um, now she will forever be a blind spot in, in in the prescient field. And I think she's going to pass it on to future Atreides.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, it feels like I don't fully grasp the significance of it quite yet. I don't think we but. know. I don't
1: think we know the significance just yet. But it. No. But I, I, I feel like this is. <clears throat> to me, it kind of wraps the breeding program. It it kind of it kind of makes the breeding program make more sense to me. Because there was a purpose, and I think this. I think Siona finally. Like she's the first one to ha- uh. To fit that mold, or or to 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 successfully um have you know be be out of field,
0: yeah, yeah, I think, regardless of what it is and what it means exactly like i I think narratively it was important for like one last thing, yeah to happen like that, yep. with Siona, yep. because you know from the very beginning, we were told that um that she she has this um incredible ability. That that Lido knows that he's succeeded, you know that that Siona has the the potential and the capability to be something incredible. Yeah, um, and that's kind of like the mystery is like you know what is that thing? Like there was so much swirling around Siona for such a long time. When she finally came into the fold, became a part of the Golden Path. Um, there was this feeling I had that it's like, well, was that the thing, you know, like, is, is her, is her purpose was her, was her purpose of being to, you know, be the one to, to, you know, kill Leto. Like we also theorized. Um, and then was it to take on the leadership role afterwards, which we kind of learned about when she's in the Surya, you know, like, it's like, it's, is that the thing? Is that the thing? Yeah. And her- Herbert tells us here at the very end, at the 11th fucking hour, know that, that there is this other hidden thing that, that she only yeah. seems to recognize in the wake of Leto's passing. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's absolutely right. I, I, I think she does know in that moment that she does live on that, that Leto does live on within her. Um, and she's an extension of the golden path herself. Like she is, she is the continuation of the golden path.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's that awakening within her that ensures that she will continue it. And is like the one thing that, that maybe feels like it's the saving grace of continuing that golden path within her. Because of course, like we mentioned for so long, you know, like her character was also, um, you know uh d- driven as a rebel you know to defeat leto um and this kind of lets herbert have his cake and eat it too right like she gets to succeed with her rebellion and kill leto but in doing so that is the very exact thing necessary for her to be fully sensitized to the golden path
1: exactly yeah and
0: yeah. and accept and understand her role
1: yeah I mean, these are all circumstances that Lido uh, manipulated f- for this thing to happen. You know, and he 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 doesn't know when exactly it's going to happen, but he's always pulling the strings, creating potential moments for these things to happen. You know, that's why um, you know he once uh, Monio sends them away to Tuono, he insists on moving the wedding to Tuono because he, because he, he knows that the conditions are right and this could be it. And, um, so he, he goes that way purposefully. And that's also why he, uh, you know, insists on, on, on walking there with the, with the, with the, uh, you know, troops and his crew. Um, like that's like his entire life is is kind of uh, uh, manipulating society and and the, the the population so that they meet these requirements so the conditions for these things to happen are are met you know so, yeah so it's like it's it's not a matter of if it happens it's just a matter of when it will happen because of of how finely tuned he has you know work workshopped all of this
2: yeah
0: yeah that's a good point it's it's strange how at odds it is to like when we were reading the dune books with paul you know where um he feels so vision locked that no matter what he does you know he can't avoid this what he feels like is an inevitable future yeah uh whereas leto who who largely chooses to ignore his prescience as best he can yep so it seems um you know puts in so much work to create these moments you know he yeah. doesn't he doesn't run from the future he builds it absolutely
1: know? that yeah that that's that that is the biggest difference you're absolutely right i mean it's it's uh i mean i think if there is a moral of the story you know it's it, it really has nothing to do with do the ends justify the means. Right. I don't think that's actually what Frank Herbert is trying to tell us. Um, I, I do think it boils down to, you know, something Leto does say in his dying gasps, you know, uh, only fools prefer the past. Right. Yeah. Um, that's all he's been doing is building the future, building a future um, for the human race yeah i mean i don't know man it's it's uh we yeah uh uh yeah
0: it's completely wild isn't it's,
1: it it's, <laughs> it's so wild yeah uh
0: uh okay can we um can we quickly go through the the, the final yes. ch- this like super brief yes. thing and then maybe we can collect our our closing thoughts sounds good for real and then uh yep. Okay, so we we go back to this framing device that opened the book, of course. Um, this uh, discovery of the stolen journals. Um, I gotta tell you, I only read through this, I mean, like with all the chapters, I read through it once, didn't return to it, had a hard time reflecting on it or thinking about it because a lot of this was really hard for me to parse out yeah it's it's really and i mean again intentionally so it's made to be this way right yeah. but um of course we don't really have a strong context for what the church is and there keeps being uh references to the minority and the majority you yeah. know that it's the mi- the minority who is speaking um
1: I have and my so ideas. like there's
0: yeah, there's a lot you can infer, and I would love to hear yours because honestly, I don't have too many. I feel like I finished this chapter and I was like, well, I'm done.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: But like my mind was still fixated on what happened before. Like it feels like it's from an old story. You'll find it all in my journals. To me, that felt like the last sentence of the yeah. book. Yeah. I felt like I finished God Emperor. It was done. The last sentence kind of hits you like a truck, you know, Leto just dies. But now Siona is speaking from his perspective, right? It's like, Oh shit. Like it leaves off on that. And then you turn the page and I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore.
1: It's, well, yeah. Cause it's, it's literally, it's so fucking far in the future. This is like where, where it was in the beginning of the book and we're like, nothing is making sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Please tell me your thoughts. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of, like, interesting ideas here um, that are very strange to us, uh, that, yeah, that are so far removed from what we just finished reading. And then, yeah, so this is the Minority Report. Um, you know, and they they mention uh, the Church of the Divided God. Mm-hmm. Which obviously is Leto and his his remnants. Um, And then we also get some sort of timeline here um, that we go from Dune to Arrakis to Dune, then to Arrakis. Yes. So presumably we 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 were we just left off at the end of the Arrakis stage. Yes. And then it goes back to Dune, back to the desert planet and then to something else yes correct arrakis um they they mention that sandworms are back there are sandworm reservations yeah um they also mention ixian navigation machines which i think are the machines that were being built or that that were being rumored to be made throughout this story that have um That I guess that that can fold space time without, uh, you know, spice use. Um, And then also we have. uh, It says, what does it say? No Ixian machine can do what we, the descendants of Duncan, Idaho and Siona have done. How many universes have we populated? None can guess. No one person will ever know because prescience can't see them, which means Ixian machines can't see them.
0: (laughs) Oh,
2: right. right? Uh-huh. And okay.
1: The minority, the minority are the descendants of Duncan and Siona, I think the, the majority being everybody else, um, which is a very interesting place to be left off on. Uh, and they're, they are talking about potentially awakening some of Leto's pearls to gain wisdom or to have, to have him as, as you know, a guide um, which is another interesting idea.
0: Yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah.
1: How about you? What, what, what were your thoughts and, and what, what, what stood out to you in, in this final passage?
0: Well, what I'd say is so, one, thank you for, uh, condensing that a little bit for me. Because even though this is not even two pages, I would have been here all day. <laughs> and it feels like after our, our discussion, um, you know, I I was I, I feel like I was maybe unraveling a bit like Leto. So <laughs> Yeah, it's hard not you. to.
1: It's hard not
0: to. The honestly the thing that jumped out to me is so minor. Uh it was that uh there is a cult of Sister Chenue.
1: Yeah, 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 Who
0: of course is the um the Benny who died, who spoke with right, who yep. spoke with Leto on the yep. Royal Road. That's when we were having this interesting discussion about like what truth is. Yes. Leto sees far enough in the future that She's actually not... He tells her, like, oh, you'll be you'll be worshipped. Your role in this will be important and you'll be remembered. You know? So, like, take comfort in that. He's comforting yes, her. Yes, yes. But he thinks to himself and tells us, the reader, that that's actually not true.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yet... Seems as if it is.
0: Yes. So it raises some interesting questions. It's like, was there... Uh, is, is this far enough in the future that his prescience didn't even reach it? Did yeah. it become true later on, or did it become tr-
1: I mean, did it become true because of his journals having that of that much of an effect? Y- yes. Right? Yeah. Right. That as well. Because yes. all of his thoughts are recorded, and so I mean, maybe that triggered it, or yes. was he lying
0: to the reader? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's. Right, that too. Plenty, all, all possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Um, but seeing that there was a real like ah, oh, like it. That's uh, Herbert. You know. But then also um, right
1: under it, we. This is what I was talking about too. When I was. Uh, was
0: yes, Nela. Right. Yeah,
1: Nela's characterization as Judas by the church, by the church of yeah. the divided God. Um, yeah,
0: demands or deserves careful reevaluation.
1: Yes, which I agree with. Um,
0: yeah, right. That that's clearly telling us. The reader too, be like you know you you know it, it would be easy to think of her in in this way yeah and yet upon closer inspection you can come to a different opinion on yep, this
2: character yep,
1: absolutely
0: um so yeah no that that was cool um yeah no and you're you're totally right to point out i also saw the right the dune to Arrakis, yeah. to Dune, to Arrakis. That is crazy. I
1: know, I know. We
0: don't know where we're going next. Yeah, we have no idea. Even though we get this journal entry from so far in the future, it doesn't mean the next book will have to sequelize that and oh, no. and be a part of this future and continue. Nope. We could just go back to Arrakis. We could. Or we could we be know. on we could be on Dune, again, Dune You know?
1: Yeah, we I mean we easily could I mean now we have some sort of timeline of a vague outline of of a timeline yes. for the planet and for the history um but yeah we we know that Duncan and Siona had many descendants, and right. that they do they 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 are others they are they are kind of an other a subset of others compared to the rest of humanity. Um and there's talk about them wanting to be driven off, you know. The majority wants to drive them out. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously some sort of, some sort of conflict going on. Yeah. And the Ixians are still in play with it as well.
0: Yeah, I um and you you touching on uh that Siona and Duncan's descendants carry on that uh that ability to be hidden from Prescience and how that's relevant because like you're saying in this chapter, it, it touches on that they are hidden, and then Leto has that line, you know, your descendants will be hidden. Duncan's like, what does that mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You brought all those things together in a way yeah. that, even though all those pieces are there and relatively close to each other, I have to say, I didn't tie them together in, in the well, way that yeah, the book was I'm, asking. I
1: mean, they're me. still being tied together by me,
0: too. Uh, cause, yeah, but yeah. hey, you're doing it in real time. Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's, I, it's happening So on the podcast. Um, that was uh like that was really cool because i i feel like i was so caught up in like what i considered to be like the gibberish of this yeah. closing chapter um that i i didn't even put two and two together and be like oh yeah the minority the hidden ones they can't be seen yeah. so yeah i think you're absolutely right about that um which is a great observation on your part
1: yeah i feel like that's going to play a big role in the future um yeah and then it then it ends like I, I do think that this is a great last line quotes poet Lon Bramless. Great poet Lon Bramless.
0: Yeah, I love him. Gotta love him.
1: We are the Fountain of Surprises. Which I think sums sums up the book uh pretty
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It it does in uh in a series so focused on um or what had been so focused on you know prescience and predetermination and free will um this book does a lot of work to drive home that um you know that there there is value in uh the unknown yeah you know and that um that to not know things and to not just to not know them because you cannot know them and then sit in your your ignorance, right? Yep. But it's to not know them and pursue knowledge. Yes, pursue the unknown and, and pursue those answers. Yeah, absolutely. um That that really makes uh you know life worth living.
1: Yeah, I I I I agree with that message very much, and I I, I think that that is that is what we're I think meant to get out of this. It's it's a very yeah. I, I mean. That, that's certainly one of the core messages, at least. Yeah. <sighs> now I would like to hear your thoughts, your final thoughts on, um, you know, we talked a bit about the moral of the story, about about was it worth it? Do the ends justify the means?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I know we've been talking for a while, so I'll try and get my thoughts out as best I can here um, without taking up too much time. <laughs> it felt like, just like you're saying, we, we had been reading this book um, and I had said on so many different occasions that it felt like I was waiting to reach the end in order to have it illuminate some of the more darker cryptic aspects to this book Yeah, you know that there was this feeling that you know even if there's things that i don't like about the story or that i that are confusing to me that maybe the ending could could have these things coalesce in a way that makes it feel like everything was worthwhile and just like reverberates backwards in this in this domino effect um I do not think it does that. But it that's a big ask of an ending, yeah. you know. Um and what I what I hadn't been considering, which happens a lot reading Dune, because the way Frank Herbert writes. But what I hadn't been considering was that um there were <laughs> That there could be a satisfying ending without answering those questions that I was focusing so much of my my energy on while reading, um, and so the short answer is no. No, um, I, I don't think it really gives any clarity on like oh is it worthwhile like does it does it feel like the golden path was was worth it, um, but like you're saying the way that the book ends it doesn't cause you to focus on those questions anymore. And it it does kind of make me feel like I was asking the wrong questions in a way. Leto wouldn't say that, you know, there was any mistake in asking those questions. It's good to ask questions, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, But you know, I felt this way, you know, reading the the, la- the end of the first Dune book too. I liked the ending of the first Dune book a lot more too. But, but in the sense that, It felt like there there were so many things to resolve at the end of Dune. And we were like, there's not enough book left to resolve these things. And Herbert chooses to resolve only some of them. But he resolves them very well. In such a way that the things that aren't resolved feel like an afterthought. You know, it feels like it's, it's okay that you didn't get a complete sense of finality to those other hanging plot threads. Because the ones that were ended were were done with such craft and expertise and and care um, that it, it it makes you realize what the main plot of the book was the entire time. Yes, you know? that that does feel like that goes backwards. I guess that that does feel like a retroactive thing where it's like so many things are are um, given such weight and such importance in a way that feels equal throughout the book, it's almost like you can't guess what is the main follow through sure. main plot, right? Cause yep. there are so many ideas, but when you see what, what really ends and what is really given time and attention, it, 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 it feels like the other questions that I was asking while I still would want answers to them. And, and while I still think are important to criticize about the book, um, it's 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 revealed to be kind of hollow almost mm-hmm. that it's it's not important for them to conclude the same way. so ultimately I think the ending of this book, especially after having talked with you through about it um, I think it's pretty solid um you know the, the real problem for me is that it, it can't the one thing it can't do is erase or fix the missteps the very real missteps that i think the book does take along the way to get there you know i do think that this is in my opinion the most flawed of the dune book so far and and not even just um from like uh um not even from like a morality perspective, even though there were a, a lot of questionable takes that Herbert has in this book. Um, there's like very real homophobia, uh, you know, at, at at worst, I think, underlying here. Um, but But I think even just from like the way that he crafted his stories, like this was a fairly long read. And, you know... I might feel different if I ever read this book again, but I I, I think it could have been made like more concise and, and sharp as well. It is pretty meandering for a long time. Um, but to its credit, having reached the ending, it feels worthwhile to get through those things to, to get there. Yeah. Um, and who knows if the ending would feel the same if the things that I was criticizing weren't there. With the exception of, you know, the homophobia. Yes. Um I I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a very weird, wormy book, man. It's so it's it's not even weird in like the bizarre like there are plenty of weird things about it, you know. I love to talk with Tony and tell her, like, oh yeah, like Leto wishes he had a fucking dildo on him. Isn't that weird? Like yeah. I love to tell her all the weird little details <laughs> in this book. But it's like, it's even, it's weirder in a way that I almost can't even articulate, you know? Absolutely. Um. Something about it makes it a very bizarre thing to experience and go through. But, um. I don't know, I like the way that you put it last episode before we even finished, you know, that kind of regardless, you know, this story could really only be made by Herbert. Oh, yeah. And, um you know it's like warts and all uh it it still feels like there is value to be gleaned in the mm. reading of it yeah. kind of like the stolen journals perhaps where yeah, it's like yeah. you know i i don't care for everything that lido has to say and i think some of his opinions are just bogus but the point is like that that reading through them it's not even necessarily the words themselves that um that you're meant to take away it's the truth behind them right yes it's the feeling that the words evoke within you and give you that are value the words are just a conduit so the information that they convey isn't even always the intent it's what you're left with after having read it yeah and i kind of feel that way having finished god emperor of dune
1: yeah no i that was very well said i think you're absolutely right i think it's more it's it feels strange to say but it's like it feels like more than just a story, you know, um, whereas like I, I, I just feel like there's there's too much too many coincidences or too much um. like serendipity, I guess, in a way, whereas like because like, yeah, the book is long and meandering and frustrating and like, yeah, like that's also the point of Leto's reign, you know, and, like, you know, there, there's there's tons of moralizing and stuff, and there's there's moments that make you laugh, cry, s- get so frustrated and angry you want to punch some something, you know? Uh, there's moments of happiness and joy. And, like, it's literally, like, a laundry list of, like, things that, from Lito's perspective, are, like, you know, make life worth living, you know? Um, so it just seems like a weird meta- kind of narrative Um, where I think I think you're absolutely right it's not just the words that are um, written on the page at face value it's it's what they make you feel and it's the emotional journey that they take you on and like I mean I I have to think in some way that was intentional you know Um, it doesn't excuse all of the things that are you know, maybe bad about it. Certainly not the homophobia backwards opinions. Um, but I got to say as a, as a book, as like an experience, I, I really, I, I loved every second of it. And I think it, it, it more than anything, I think this book is, is the, is the book in the series that has made me think the most. It, it It's, it's really in, encouraged a lot of introspection and, looking at things different ways and um i think that's literally its point i think it's i I, I think it's 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 meant to agitate in a way and to uh you know push push you away from sort of i guess stagnation or or normalcy in whatever way um, it does to you um yeah it's a very different beast than the other dune books um, but it feels like a necessary part of the story, um, and yeah, it's super. It's I, I think it's without a doubt the most flawed Dune book. I think you're absolutely right, um, and that makes me like it even more. I guess, I mean that's just who I am. But also, I think it's it's it's, it's more interesting that way to me. Yeah. Um, this will be a book that I that is 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 sticks with me for a long long time and i think i said this about the the first dune book as well but i i I already want to reread it because of how i mean even before we were halfway through i i wanted to reread it Um, (laughs) i think it's there's that much there i think that i i think it'll be rewarding as a as a second read at some point down the road um And then, yeah, I think there is no more. There's no grand moral of the story. There's just a message of uh, that. There's a message that it hopes to inspire and a fire that it hopes to light within, you know, the hearts of the readers. To which I think it is largely successful. At least to me, it feels that way. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it.
2: Yeah, it's.
0: It really is weird. It kind of feels like we both had you know, certain questions that we wanted answered and certain, um, expectations, you know, maybe, and then like having gotten the, the true ending, you know, and really shutting the cover on it, it just feels like, um, so many of those, those questions and expectations vanished in a really weird way. You know, it's hard for me to yeah. put my finger on, but I, I remember yeah. last episode being like, Oh, am I going to get any clarification on like Duncan and this and that? And it's like, yeah, you know, Duncan needs to be a part of the golden path. Duncan ends up breeding with Siona and, and, uh, you know, furthering the, those descendants, you know, I'm sure his genes are really important, you know, to, to cultivate that. But like, even if it wasn't, it's just, it would have been fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely would have been And like, fine. that's, I don't know. I mean, that's and, weird. It, I think it is weird. And I think you're, I think you're, you're, you're just meant to think that, you know, Duncan is somebody who Lito really, really respects the kind of person he is, the kind of moral character he has that he holds. Um, So I think that's a reason. And then also because he wants his future descendants to have a link to the past he wants to he, he, he wants to move forward without forgetting the what came before and i think that's kind of what duncan represents to him and it does doesn't need to be said explicitly
0: right yeah it's never leto never wants to erase or forget the past yeah but it's always it's the danger in preferring it Exact, exactly that, uh, absolutely that he really needs to try and dissuade people from and we're kind of left you know now we are we are truly on the next step we're on the verge of you know maybe getting some of the answers to those questions like Yeah. yeah what what are what are people going to be like after this
1: yeah what is this brave new future
0: yeah um is it going to be a success in, in all the ways that Leto hoped? You know, mm. what, what will be the conflicts? You know, obviously there will be conflict. Like, what, what are going to be the problems that these characters are going to have to tackle and overcome? Yeah, yeah. In a universe that if the Golden Path were true, <clears throat> truly, perfectly successful, perhaps might not exist otherwise, you know? Yeah,
1: Absolutely. And I mean, I, 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 get the feeling we're going to be entering a world of excitement.
0: I think so too,
1: which is exciting to me because as wow. as, as much as I did, I, I love this book and appreciate this book. Um, I think it does also make you, it makes the readers ready for like an adventure, you know, it, it makes you ready for something new and exciting. And I feel like that's kind of what we're being set up for.
0: Yeah, I remember, I remember, like, each each successive Doom book, I kind of felt like, wipes the slate ever cleaner, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember at the end of Messiah, thinking that Paul really died, you know? Yeah, pretty I much. know, yeah. And so it's like, whoa, we're going to be following these new characters with, uh with his children and what's that going to mean? And, but you know, it's like, Hey, but Jessica's around and Stilgar's around and, you know, and then Paul ends up being around like, and we get a conclusion to their story. And then at the end of children of Dune, it's like, okay, well now all of them are dead. Right. Like, uh, what's going to happen next. And of course, like you're saying, Leto was really the last lingering, um, like remnant of those previous books. And, we don't even know if he's going to truly be gone We're we're even left with avenues know. that he could return
1: some in some way, shape or form.
0: But I, I really wonder, you know, each book pushes us into a, you know, an even more removed and alien future yeah. from, uh, from that first step on Arrakis. And, and so it really feels like, you know, opening the cover, you truly don't know what you're going to get. I know. Um, and that—that that is a feeling that I value quite a bit. Yeah, I could not agree forward more. to it.
1: looking I'm super excited to crack open uh, Heretics.
0: Well, all right, man.
1: I think that's it. So if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at DoonDudesPod at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at DoonDudesPod. And also at Corrupted T V on both Twitter and Instagram. Please reach out. If you want to um talk Dune. Talk CH with us. You know. And as always, until next time. last words